What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Motion Show, episode 55. Wow, is it 55 already? That's cinco, amazing. Cinco Cinco. I don't think that's right. For our... Uh, cinquento Cinco, I think. Gotta travel back to high school. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Spanish class. Yeah, Cinco Cinco would just be five like five. five. So 55, Cinquenta. Cinco, or Cinquenta y Cinco. That's very good. I don't know. It's been a long time since I was in Spanish. That's a very uh, astute observation, but uh, for our Latino audience out there. You can just tell us how terrible we are. Yeah, exactly. You can (laughs) write us in and let us know which is right and which is wrong. But anyway, this is episode 55, and I'm happy to be here with the lovely Brianna Bowers, my beautiful fiancé. We're just hanging out, trying to survive the coronavirus. Yeah, I said I did not want to talk about coronavirus on this episode, and he insisted. He said, how can we not talk about coronavirus? It's what everyone is talking about right now. Well, we don't have to talk about the actual coronavirus and everything like that, but we can just talk about, you know, what we've been up to, because we're kind of self-quarantining this weekend. Um, a lot. Safe. Yeah, well, a lot of my gigs have been canceled, unfortunately, um, for the next at least month. I'm still waiting to hear on... You know, some of the ones I have later in the later spring, like Camp Jam, as far as I know, is still on May Mm -hmm. 16th. I guess at the end of March, we'll reassess and see where we're at with that. But, uh, you know, my Teddy Pendergrass, uh, Millersville University, I had a gig with Bo Rains at the Auburn Winery. They all got kaput. I didn't even know that one at the winery got canceled, but it makes sense. I'm just I mean, assuming. I mean, they you you yeah. can't have gatherings of over 250. I mean, I, I mean, it's just the safe thing to do. And yeah. I was just reading a lot of articles on it, and it makes sense for young people. They're just like, I'm just going to go out and weather it. And I understand that from especially a financial point of view. Like, how can I not work? It really puts people in a bind. But... It's not even necessarily yourself that you're thinking of, but people like I know for you, Ryan, it's a very compromised situation or the elderly um, and people with compromised immune systems. It it is very dangerous. I mean, even you with your asthma, you know what I mean? Could could suffer from it. Yeah, that's true. But but I mean, and it's also like maybe our immune systems could support it because we're younger. um, But then I give it to my mom, who's almost 60. Or I give it to one of my grandparents, God forbid. They're both 89. They're still doing actually relatively well. So Right. It's uh, really important to be considerate of of those other people and think of, you know, your grandma, your grandpa, your loved ones, thinking that, you know, it's somebody's mom, dad, et cetera, out there who could catch this and it could be very dangerous to them. So and, And this is also, like, not to get too political because i don't like to get political too political on here but this is just another um example that shows you know we do need a competent government we do need some government that works efficiently and is on top of things like this um i have a lot of friends especially being from south jersey who are um Republican. Some of them are Trump supporters. Some of them are like more like maybe they're a Republican, but they don't support Trump or something. And then I have a few Democrat friends, but mostly, mostly a lot of Republicans down here. And, you know, they're always for smaller government or no government. And, and I think it's got government's gotten a bad rap. So there's just like, you know, and 
most of my friends that are, whether Republican or Democrat, if we have good conversations, if they're my friend, it's because they're usually able to have a, you know, a good talk and we usually end up realizing we have more in common than we do different. But there's just like, I always, because of my situation, needing medication and having Medicare um, and also just living off of like help from the government all through different parts of my life. Um, I know how important those social programs are. So it's a balance for sure. And I think everybody comes from a different situation. Everybody comes from a different perspective, but, um, I think and I know now we're moving on to a different topic, but I think, I don't know. I just think, yeah, we, as can, far we, can, as, we can move past that. I just think it's important to put it out there because sometimes people, cause I'm, like I said the other day when we were talking to a friend of ours, it was like my head and my heart is with you where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I believe in all, I believe in freedom. I believe in like, yeah. protect your own shit. Like you live, your, live on your own land. Like, yeah, Take care of yourself, like take care of your family, take care of your loved ones and do what you want. Small government, state government, local government. I actually think that's the difficult thing for me is there's aspects that I relate to and believe in on both sides. So I'm kind of in between. So there's not actually any candidate that seems to support (laughs) everything that I want. That's true. Um but anyway, like we said, we didn't really want to get too into the coronavirus, but there was a couple of, like funny stories and uh, just like some interesting stuff that we've been doing as we've self quarantined. Like, uh, well, we bought enough toilet paper that <laughs> I can probably poop happily for the rest of my life and yeah. always have something to wipe. Well, with. you know, for us, it's uh, we're all about being prepared and. I think some people don't take it very serious, and that's fine. And you don't want to hoard stuff, but you want to prepare for 30 days. Like, in my mind, like, I want to have enough. Well, they've already done shutdowns in areas. Exactly. They're already. It's coming. We're going to find you. It's coming. It's going to find you. Hide your kids. Yeah. Like, it's it's coming. The numbers are going to jump, and you should just be prepared. Prepared. For a 30-day shutdown of everything to where, like, you can't go out of your house, you can't go to the store, you can't go anywhere, have, you know, rice and soup and beans and... Your medications medications that you need, make sure you you have enough of. Um, You know, water, um, just all that stuff, you know, like, whatever it is that you need and... um, I think the cat's at the door, so you can let her. And she she knows we're doing a podcast right now, so yeah, she has to be a part of the podcast. But you know, I just want people to be aware of you know the shit that they need because I think this is gonna get worse before it gets better, but it will get better. It will plateau off if we do the right things and self quarantine. So. One of the things we thought we'd do to celebrate our quarantine and kick off our quarantine party just right was uh, watch some, uh, you know, apocalyptic, dystopian 
movies, and we started off with World War Z, and then we went with The Happening. That and one was very good. Shout out to M. Night Shyamalan. What, what's happening? <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, say hello to your mother for me. I don't know what's happening out here. You guys I think we're just going to have to figure it out for ourselves. <laughs> it's not bad, Mark Wahlberg, right? That was okay. At least in The Happening. He's like, guys, I don't know what's happening. Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. If you guys watch Tom Segura's podcast, he goes in on a clip with uh, Tom Segura and Larry King. And uh, yeah, Larry King sounds like he's losing. Larry King cannot get the words Mark Wahlberg out of his mouth, and he's like Mike Wahlberg. Wahlberg. You have to look up the clip; it's hilarious. Yeah, look up Tom Segura, Mark Wahlberg, and you will uh, you'll find that clip. It's very funny. But anyway, so we watched that, and then uh, we watched. 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys. With Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt. And that was I don't probably know. the best of the I of think the three. out of all three of those, we progressively got better. Yeah. My least favorite was World War Z. None of them it, were bad. Even though it was awesome. None of them yeah. were bad. They were yeah. all worth the watch. But um, they progressively got better. And 12 Monkeys has Bruce Willis in it and Brad Pitt. And they both do a fantastic job. But it's a very... Um, very unusual role for Brad Pitt, I think. Um, yeah, for sure. I, one of his it. one of his best roles, and he plays like a schizophrenic in a mental institution who leads this. Well, I don't want to give it away, but sort of a revolutionary, revolutionary thing who is you know fighting what you don't really know what their intentions are, but as the movie goes on and it's about time travel. There's time travel involved and it takes place in the beginning in like a dystopian future where 5 billion people have been wiped out by a infectious disease. Yeah. An infectious disease. And so, you know, we were just like freaking ourselves out for fun. I mean, it seemed appropriate considering Corona, we were trying to keep it light. So we watched disease apocalyptic movies. Yeah. So, and on top of that, we got a bunch of good snacks. So, like, Tasty Cake Butterscotch Crimpets were a must. I think half of them are gone now. No, we got a new box. We're good. No, I didn't mean the crimpets. I just meant oh, the snacks in general. Half the snacks. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, half the snacks are definitely gone. We ate 30 days worth of snacks in three days, but... It's yeah. sort of like on that show, Naked and Afraid, or whatever it is. The one where they have partners, and they're both naked, and... On, like, day two, they're like, we're doing great. We're building a fire. I feel like the teamwork and the bond is great between yeah. us. And they show them, like, day 17. They're like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> the bugs. And the, it's so I know, hungry. right? Like, what are they thinking? They, That's how like, we're going to be on quarantine. They're like, there's no butterscotch crimpets. Yeah. And the chocolates have been gone for a week now. And, I, and I'm, like, thinking to myself, because people were saying that the entertainment industry is shut down like as far as like people filming shows and movies and things like that and it's like man if this lasts for a while that's going to catch up to us and there's not going to be any more shows to watch just go backwards i guess let's go backwards there's yeah. so much we've missed so many shows we're, we right. are way too much of a media we're saturated saturated gener generation we can just go backwards we've got tons of good stuff that we've forgotten about well not only that but our good friend John Hoon and his company Life After Television are going to be uh, we're, we're partnering with him and getting ourselves together um, 
in case we can't go and play venues and do concerts, we still got to find a way to get our music out there. So we, um, you know, I don't want to give too much away too soon, but we're going to be teaming up a little bit to try and bring you a little bit of entertainment while you're, uh, you know, stuck inside of your house. You can get on the old YouTube and uh, pull us up, and hopefully we're, we're going to have live capabilities. We're going to be working it out this week, trying to figure out all the, uh, you know, connections we need to make and all the... Uh, in a nutshell, we're going to try to make a show for you guys to be able to watch at home with us here at home that you can tune in and uh, enjoy. So, as Gooch said, still in the making, but perhaps we could have a show for you guys to watch. Yeah, we're hoping to put together something for you guys and just, you know, bring you some music and some cool interviews with different guests, whether that's via, um, like, a skype or something like that or, or live or live possible. if possible yeah we'll bring them to you um i've i really want to do a podcast with my grandfather soon so i'd like to get that done uh sooner than later speaking of looking back at the past yeah. um ryan's grandfather is a fascinating person he's how old 89 years old. And has a memory sharper than mine. And he has some fascinating stories from his past that I think a great amount of audience would, would really be interested in. Yeah. I think people They're just really like good it. stories. Yeah. He's I think they some, should be recorded. I mean, because he's got so many great stories from just, like, growing up in Pennsylvania Dutch country and moving here and just what it was like growing up. In the forties, fifties. Well, then that's just like a whole. That's like a whole separate. Unbelievable. Era. He was drafted. Yeah. Like he was actually drafted. Got imagine getting that in the mail. You're going to Korea to fight in a war. It's yeah. like insane. I have to think four about. younger brothers, all coming up in that age. So that would be pretty devastating from that perspective for me. And I know he was telling me that he had been married to your grandma only for a couple months. So, from her yeah. perspective, that would be pretty devastating. And he was on the Battle of Porktop Hill, which, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, look up the Battle of Porktop Hill. It was epic. Um, something like 40-some soldiers were up there, and I think only a number in the teens survived, and my grandfather was one of them. And I used to go with him to dig graves because he had a grave digging business and that's strange enough. In yeah. a, in Interesting childhood job. Whilst I was a young teenager and uh, even before, I guess I started at like 12, but I would go with him and he would, we would sit in the truck and he would tell me these stories about I some stuff I can't even say, but it was just like... <laughs> uh, I was like, I was about to tell a story, and I was like, no, I can't tell that story because uh, I think there are war crimes involved, and uh, <laughs> this could be indicting. Me. Yeah, this could be indicting. So, um, but no, he's got some great stuff, and he's a great music fan. So um, he just he's seen so many shows, and he has such great taste in country, specifically country country western music, like the classic stuff that you really really want to dig into the good the good old shit was that a pun dig into 
Oh, I knew. <laughs> yeah, of course it was. I, I did so that on, I did it on purpose. I'm I'm with you like so that. Funny. Um but uh so what's been up with you, Miss Beep? Um You've been here kicking it with me. What's on your mind? What do you want to talk to the people about? Well, I am studying some interesting things in my class. That's right. We want to talk about psychology and sexuality. Yeah. So, well, there was one crazy story about this guy. I'm writing all these notes, and I actually had to pause my lecture because I wanted to tell Ryan about this. This guy named David Reimer. And what happened to him was at birth, his penis was accidentally cut off. Yeah. And because they were giving him circumcision, and they just went a little too far and cut his penis off. Wait, so did did he sneeze or something? Jesus. Right, I do not know. Um, so they just decided to instead of just having him have nothing, they gave him female genitalia instead, <sighs> and said to the parents, "Just raise him as a girl instead, and we'll see what happens." So he pretty yeah, much like he had his just chance. became an experiment. It was better to be a female than to be a dickless guy. I guess that was their their concept. Okay. And so he lived in Canada, and um, so it was he literally had a psychologist just overseeing his case, and they concluded that um, gender identity is primarily learned and said well this has been a success you know after they watched him raise as a girl um he was considered a success well later he came back and said that he wanted to become a guy he was called joan but his name was john that was what he changed it back he looks like a dude we got him pulled up right here. Yeah. He, he looks like he just looks like a dude. He does. And he was very upset about it. Ruined his marriage. It was a very deep conflict for him. So he married a dude. He married a woman. I married a woman. Yeah, so he said he came back and said, "No, I I am a man." Got gender reassignment back to being a man, but was so confused and just so traumatized from the whole experience, he wound up committing suicide. So it was a, a crazy story. Wow, wow, wow. wow that is a sad ending. That was, it's terrible. And so I was just, it's very interesting because as I'm learning in uh, physiological psychology. So this was really interesting about this. There are theories, but essentially his life became an experiment. It was really tragic. But, on a, but on a more positive note, what we also learned in the same class was that the male refractory Oh, you period. want to hear about the Coolidge effect? Yes. Yeah. Okay. What's known as the Coolidge effect, and for those of you who don't know what a refractory refractory period is, it's the uh, the amount of time, what it, you would say, in between erections that you yes. get. Um, so after you have coitus uh, or uh, intimate relations with a female... You have, you, the male you, has a refractory has a period refractory that can period. last... For some men, from minutes to days for some men. Well, the Coolidge effect is that if you introduce another female, and that that can be erased. So if it's a different partner, then the woman, uh, then the male will lose the refractory period. Yeah, so... And why it's called the Coolidge effect is from a funny story about the president, uh, Coolidge. So... They were on a, he and his wife were at a farm. Mama Coolidge. And uh, they, 
his wife um, witnessed a rooster who appeared to be mating quite frequently, and uh, she said to <laughs> and she said to a staff member, um, "How often does he mate?" And uh, he said quite a he said like ten to twelve times a day. And she said, "Wow, tell that to Mr. Coolidge." <laughs> That's quite a cock there. Right. And so when the staff member later told Mr. Coolidge about that, he said, but does he uh, mate with the same hen? He said, oh, no, President Coolidge. It's a different hen every time. He said, well, why don't you tell that to Mrs. Coolidge? And it became known as the Coolidge effect. That's funny. Yeah. That's a pimp move. Yeah. So this is the stuff I'm saying. Like a a G. College right now. Yeah. College is... College is heating up. Although you're <laughs> <laughs> too bad to, well, I mean, I guess you're learning online and all this stuff. It would be yeah, a lot. Thank God I took my classes online. Yeah, it'd be a lot more fun. It'd, so. it'd be a lot more fun if you had class and the teacher had to lecture about this, though, wouldn't it? Uh, well, I have to listen to his voice right now. And he's yeah, but if you really had funny because he sounds really dorky. It's like, I'm, I'm super bummed that you have to miss the open discussions on this though because it would be hysterical and fun and just like interesting you would be surprised when i went in and had some really interesting classes at rowan i felt like nobody asked any questions or engaged and it was like kids are so last semester or like fucked up or just depressed or anxious or like i just think they were nervous or something i had the vibe that or maybe disinterested i felt like half were disinterested and half were like too afraid and there were a couple kids who were actually like good they would engage but like i was taking a class on psychology and law and all we were talking about was like serial killers and super cases like the stuff i watch on netflix like for fun so I'm, I'm like interviewing my teacher who is a former police officer in new york city witness 9-11 i'm like dude i want to just empty your brain onto the table and pick it apart and he's like asking questions as a class and this is the response just, just silence silence right so like what do you guys think about that I'm like well i think that's pretty freaking awesome that was me. Like, I just started talking to him. I was like, just felt like it was just me and him in the class. It's getting a little awkward. That's how I was like, dude, I, I think I you're freaking in, awesome. That's how it was when I was in college, too. And I don't know if it's just because we're, like, those type of people where we want to stir it up. We want, like, cause we're, like, for one, we're just bored with, like, normal life. And it's like, let's mix it up. Let's get deep. We're not, like. Yeah. surface people were just like how's the weather hey how about the phillies that, that, that. Yeah. it's like we want to be like so this guy says that the coolidge effect is blah 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 now what i want to go you, tell somebody you know, that story because that's guys, like crazy i yeah. bet you guys didn't know that did you what do you guys know about that hey buddy hey jim what's your refractory period <laughs> oh my god uh, how long do you take before bet you you're never gonna look again? at a rooster the same way again yeah, are you yeah right like <laughs> You know what I mean? Or Calvin Coolidge. Or Calvin Coolidge. Yeah. Right. I didn't know that about Calvin he's Coolidge. A, he's a boss. Yeah. Um, he and his wife are pretty funny. But, you know, like... I just figure if I'm there, I'm there. I may as well just yeah, but we're be like, involved. We're like that. Be funny. We're like know. that whether we're there in, like, Walmart or the UPS store or anywhere. We're just like... Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I'll just there do stuff. you are, you're there. <laughs> yeah, I'll just do stuff for fun to just see what'll happen. Like, when I was in college last semester, there was a guy coming, so I closed it. There was it. a guy coming? 
All right, I think you've gotten a little too much on this sexual oh, topic. Oh, shit. Oh, right. my bad. Go ahead. Sorry. He was approaching the elevator, so I closed the door on him just to see what would happen. Oh, yeah, you told me about yeah. that. Um, that's like, I just watched him. That's just I just like watched a, that's him. a very Larry David thing to do. Yeah, just, I just wanted to see what... Sometimes I just get bored. I'm and like, And there What's was a happen? sweet satisfaction inside. It was. I laughed. I laughed so hard. Yeah. It was so funny. I mean, that's like... I also wanted to see, like, if he caught the door, would he confront me? He'd be like, did you just close the door on me? And then I'd be like, sir, what are you talking about? Oh, I, I'm so, I, I didn't a, even see you. I had so a seizure. Sorry. I'm so sorry, sir. No, no, no. You just have yeah. to act like they're crazy. Like... I'm so sorry, sir. Like I didn't, I didn't even see you. Or you do the. Or just have the awkward silence where he's just like, I know, I know this bitch. Or do or do the Dave Chappelle uh, white guy typical. I'm sorry, sir. I didn't know I couldn't do that. Right. (laughs) I didn't know I could. And and. Do you ever just get bored with life and you just want to like play around? Like. Well, that's like also we had that sort of philosophical question about the guy who's walking the tight wire across the volcano. And we're talking to our friend Anthony, and Bria and I both kind of, like, agreed that we We just looked at each other and We would want to see him fall. I was like, I'd love to see that guy fall. I want to see him fall in the volcano. And Anthony was like, that's such a terrible thing to say. And and I I can't say it's 100% of me. It's not 100. I don't want to see it. It's weird because like, like, I don't want him to die. Seven, but like I, a I good do. Set, like a good 70 percent of me just wants to see him fall in the volcano. I just want to know it's real. And Josh made a good point. Our good friend Josh made a point that that's why it gets such good ratings because he could fall and people, if he does, right. they want to see it. They if there's no chance that he can fall, then what's the point of me watching it? But are most people rooting for him to succeed? I would love to run a psychological experiment somehow to know that. Like, are are we more desirous? You mean, you mean like a poll? Like, yeah, like a poll. <laughs> a, a, an experiment. A scientific experiment. Such, you mean, you mean a poll? Such as a poll. Yeah. Uh, to see if people would be more desirous for failure or success. Desirous? Desirous. Well, you're really high tonight, aren't you? Desirous. <laughs> it's been a late night. And I got several new strains for the apocalyptic uh, coronavirus. So, you know, we had to mix them together and see which one worked the best. And come to find out, they work great together. Hmm. Such interesting effects. But, well, I think you've heard enough bullshit from us for one night. And uh, I hope that everybody stays safe out there. And if you have any questions or want to hear us talk about anything on the podcast... Just let us know. Shoot us uh, a message uh, anywhere we could be Literally found. anywhere. Literally anywhere on the face Googles. You could call us. You could send us a letter. On the I web. love letters. I would really prefer a letter if you'd be willing to send one. But there's also email, fax. <laughs> um, You're an idiot. <laughs> to, uh, that's a little clicker one. Morse code? Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah. Telegraph. Telegraph. Okay, gotcha. But Feel free. All right, everybody be safe. Peace and love.